You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cup podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Shippy along with Craig Ludwig, as always. And, um, you know, Ludge, we're talking about a you know potential start date and things like that. And that's the big chatter around the NHL these days. Well, another thing that's, you know, it's, a, you know, we, we've talked about we're looking for storylines and things like that. Well, we're, we were approaching a new expansion team. You know, we've already seen how that went with the Vegas Golden Knights. The Dallas Stars lost Cody Eakin in that. And it seems like from a very early you know, just like from a very early forecast, it seems like Doby could be somebody that's really tempting for the Seattle Kraken. Which, by the way, real quick, do you like that name? Are you are you a fan of the Seattle Kraken that they came up with? I, I'm okay with it. I guess I I always look at a, a name of what you can do marketing wise with it. You know, and and Kraken, you know, kind of it may Kraken may kind of play into a hockey kind of theme kind of thing. And you may you know you look at some of the logos you could put together, some of the the sayings you could put together. I didn't know it was some mythical fish or whatever that, whatever (laughs) (laughs) from the sea or something like that. But um, I'm okay with it. You know, I I think you get to a point where, and you're in a sports town, you know, and they've got, you know, they don't have hockey, but they've got other sports there. It's always kind of hard. A lot of the good names are always taken. Yeah. Yeah. Sonics. I mean, that just kind of goes together. Um, Yeah. So, you know, again, when it's not, I hope they get a jersey that looks like the uterus, but I but I got to imagine, um, you know. And you hope that they call their fans the crackheads. Well, they well they got they got parts of town that are like that, so they might be <laughs> the fan base the way things are going now. Uh, you know, no, and I'll tell you what, from an ownership standpoint, man, they can't wait to get them into the league because again, you got to remember they kicked in six hundred, I think it's six hundred and fifty million. Yeah. You know, the, that's going to the other teams, and so that that kind of helps take a little bit of the sting um, out of what's going on right now with no fans being allowed to be in the buildings. You know, the other thing, <clears throat> speaking about fans, what what happens in sports if the sports, all the sports arenas and everything require all the players to have vaccinations when, when this thing gets nailed? And what happens if, because there are people out there that don't want to get the vaccination. Right. And we'll be able to... What ha- yeah. How can you tell a player, you know, <clears throat> again, I I don't know, wow, what happens there if, 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 you know, there's guys that, whether it's political or they just don't trust it or there's some, you know, there's tests that are coming out that, you know, Bell's palsy for a couple people, whatever it is. But what if they yeah. say, I don't want to get it until it's proven over, you know, a year from now. So, yeah. but what if the league requires, all these sports leagues require all their players to get, be vaccinated? You know, who who's the, who's the music? Yeah that they can't go to a concert unless they can prove they got a vaccination. You know, there's some ticket master or something like that. They're not going to sell them tickets unless they can prove that they've been vaccinated to let them into the stadium. Right. Over into sports. Oh, and yeah, would they, would they, would the player then be, you know, restricted from playing? Like it's it's, a contract. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee you that clause is not in the contracts. 
and they're yeah. in standard contracts. And if they if that was in the contract, somebody knew a lot more than we did. Yeah. I want to talk to that person. Then we know there's a conspiracy thing there. They knew this a few years ago. Yeah, and I want to, yeah. I, want to get, I want to get their lottery numbers from them too. If they if they called whatever you know whatever's happened in 2020, yeah. whoever called that, I need to talk with them. <laughs> um, but no, I was I was kind of going with um, you know, it seems like Doby could be a really attractive option for the Seattle Kraken because Willie, you know, two years, Willie, Willie, or won't we? Like, how do you know that? Because he was a great backup goaltender going into the playoffs this year. Okay? Yeah. He was great. We, we all know that. <clears throat> it's the reason he got an extra year on his deal. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. he'll be 35 years old. Um, Dallas has got a problem. Hey, Doby might have talked to, to Bish and said, listen, dude, just tell him you're out for another two months. I'll, I'll kick in an extra couple hundred grand because they need another goalie. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. that didn't happen. But, <clears throat> but I, what I'm saying is. Did that ever happen to you? What happens if Doby and this get no, no, they they <laughs> loved for me to be out. <clears throat> I was a guy that would never tell them I was hurt, so they couldn't take me out um, or stop paying me, which wasn't a much. Um, but what happens in in this schedule, and um, he doesn't get off to a good start. You know what I mean? Like, and and the other thing is, is we Ottinger is he going to be ready? If if you do make that move, like you're suggesting, or it could happen. You bet with and Ben is there, knowing track record with Ben. You better I mean, make sure the other guy's ready because yeah. again, I'm telling you, where when you look at the roster, there are players that are in their mid mid thirties on this team. Maybe five, six of them. This is your window. Pavelski, Como, you know Jamie's only thirty two, and Radulov. Both your goalies are in their early thirties. So, you know it's. There's a lot to think about as a general manager, obviously, but mm-hmm. when when the guys that you count on to get you over the hump for the most part, and you're paying, you know, six million to Rads and ten and ten to the two big guys and whatever Pavs is making seven and seven and a half, uh, Bish, your goalies are in pretty good shape. I mean, three million and five million or whatever it is. Yeah. So, but if, if you do that. And and you're not sure with Bishop and his health as he gets older, are those injuries going to happen earlier in the season? They happen more frequently. Hopefully not. Um, is your goal better be ready? Because otherwise, you're in that rebuild kind of thing. You're you're waiting to retool or whatever, however they want to phrase it. And uh, so, again, uh, you know, general managers get paid a lot of money, and they should, because I mean. They're all working off of a crystal ball, I think, sometimes because you there's so many unknowns. Um, if things would pan out the way that they draft them and their development, and all of a sudden they get to the next level, and you know, yeah, Ottinger looks like he should be the guy, mm-hmm. and uh, all signs kind of point to that, even in the playoffs, the, the periods because he didn't get any games for the most part. The periods that he played in, he didn't let in many goals. Did he let in a goal? Any no, he didn't pull it. So no. I think when he got in, though, if I remember. He didn't get a lot of work, but that doesn't matter. He didn't let in any goals. I mean, right. he got shots, three, four, five, six, whatever it may be, um, the times that he got in in each game. But bottom line is he didn't – I don't know how much work he had um, going on in a regular game, but they, they've got the book on him. They know if they think he's going to be ready in a year or two. Um, but that was all part of this planning, you know, with um, with Doby when they, when they signed him. But, mm. you know, and again, you got to look at the salary cap. You know, when when the when the Seattle starts, I I don't know. 
I just don't anticipate Seattle, you know, spending right to the cap the way that Vegas did because they're starting to see, you know, what happened when you right. said we're going to win a Stanley Cup in the first year and, you know, you bring in, you know, like the guys that we talked about with the money that they're making and now they're, you know, they're tap dancing around some guys. And when you've got a, when you traded away, um, Suzuki is who they was part of the deal that went to Montreal, a young kid that's going to be a really, really good player and already is a really good player for Montreal in the Pacioretty deal. Um, you know, you, you let that kid go to bring in Pacioretty a year, year ago, year and a half yeah. ago. And Pacioretty is a career 30. He's going to get you 30, 35 goals every year. And you want to move him? And you didn't make it through the playoffs last year because he couldn't score goals. You're going to take your leading goal scorer and trade him? That's money. That's all money related, I guess. Yeah. I think, unless there's something else going on that we don't know about. Um, <clears throat> but if they're talking about, you know, moving a couple, two, three other guys because of the Petrangelo deal. So I, I would think that the Seattle group, when, when they're putting their club together, they're probably going to be a little bit more conscientious about, you know, the money that they spend right out of the, right out of the shoot. Yeah. And I was going to ask you as well, like, do you think that the NHL <clears throat> learned anything or do you like when Seattle, you know, when Seattle does become a team and, you know, they start playing next season, do you, do you see them having the same type of instant success that the Vegas no. Golden Knights did? Or do you think it's way more difficult for them? They're not going to let them get away with what, what Vegas did. And so there, was, ask, yeah. there was no rules, though, when Vegas came in. And so, you know, Vegas was – they had all these picks and, and you know, they were taking their draft picks and they were telling teams, listen uh, – our teams were calling them and saying, listen – I got to leave this guy unprotected and you know, he's a good player. Let's just say Cody Eakin. We're going to leave Cody unprotected. Tell you what, I'll give you a first rounder not to take him. Those things aren't going to happen anymore. And there were deals that were done like that. And, but there were no rules against it. So they just played within the, the rules that there were. And so it didn't, they weren't, it wasn't anything wrong. They didn't do anything wrong. They weren't cheating. Um, but I think that there were other teams uh, around the league that are going, hey, wait a minute now. You know, you know what I mean? Like, we've been here for, you know, 75 years, and we haven't won nothing yet. So, yeah. um, and now you're giving this team to come in. They're going to buy a championship for the most part. Uh, what they pay for, $450 million to franchise fee or whatever it was in Vegas. And now you got a team. Uh, if I'm Seattle, I'm kind of going, hey, wait a minute now. We just paid $200 million more than Vegas, but we can't. We can't do them things too, you know. We want yeah. to have a good start too, so I right. think they got a bit of a bitch too, you know. They're not getting away with it. Yeah, and I wonder if that, like, you know, just the just the atmosphere and and starting in Las Vegas, like where that was the first pro sports franchise in Vegas, and yep. I wonder if that is kind of like what you know helped the NHL make it a little bit more Vegas friendly, you know, when they had that draft, or did they just? Did they just not realize how much of an advantage they were given Vegas when they were drafting that? When they were when they when they did that expansion draft? You know what? I, I think the league probably has a number in mind, and I believe it is 32. I don't think they're gonna go past 32. I mean, there could be a day when, you know, down the road, but um I, I just think that it was coming down to either taking a team out of where they are and putting them in Quebec city, for instance. And so you take Florida out cause their attendance is horseshit and we're going to, you know, we're going to move them over here. <clears throat> I don't think they wanted to do that. And I think there was a number that they wanted to get to. I think that they looked at everything about Vegas and how it could put it on the map. And when you look at what they do, um, 
it's an enter it you you're entertained it is vegas they're all about entertainment and i'm sure that all went into it they were going to blow it up they did exactly probably what they told them they could do and you know sell out every night that they're there is what i understand um you know so their ratings are probably pretty good too um so i think they love going into vegas like that but but again they hey we're going to pay this we're going to do this we lived up to our end of the deal so uh, i i don't know if that's the approach you have with seattle they can't offer what vegas did just from a city wise um but it'll be interesting to see how they do come into the league and um It'll be interesting to me to see which players are available now. Um, Because, again, there could be some good players because that salary cap's not going up. Right. It's going to stick around at, what, 81 and a half or whatever it is um, a year. So it's not going up. And there's contracts that have been signed with these clubs with players way before this pandemic came in. And so now all of a sudden they're saying, hey, we got to – I mean, there's a – I look at a guy like Mike Hoffman who's still sitting out there. He's another guy. <clears throat> That's another thing that Vegas could be doing. Yeah. Max is making, Pacioretty's making probably eight million. I didn't know he's making maybe eight, eight, maybe eight or nine. And the market right now is awful for these free agent guys. So can you, can you move Pacioretty and it's eight and a half million that's going out and sign the other guy for four million or five million for a three year. Yeah. Now you pick up three, four million. And now that kind of starts to balance out the Petrangelo deal, and I don't have to trade two other guys. Right. So we'll see how Vegas handles that whole thing. It may be the perfect time next year. I don't know who the free agents are, but maybe they'll be able to do that. I really like this. Now. Yeah, I really like this new uh, this new character that we got in uh, conspiracy theorist Lud. <laughs> I love this. Like, if I can just get one conspiracy theory from you each episode, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a happy guy. It all comes from right here. <laughs> um, it's from you know what it you know what it's from. It's from uh, not having hockey on, and so you sit here and you listen and and you read and and then you listen again and then you sit here and you're waiting for something something to be on worthwhile on TV to watch, and there's no games on. Yeah, and <clears throat> the only games I'm watching right now are the Cowboys. I enjoy every single oh, Cowboys game I've been watching. You enjoy- keep moving north, and them Cowboys. No, nope, not so much. Are you a Packers fan? Come on, Wisconsin. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Dang. So I was about to say, like, you're enjoying watching the Cowboys play. I was, I was wondering, like, what team you might have been watching. If there's another Cowboys team, I'm, un, I'm not, I'm unfamiliar with, uh, because. <clears throat> I would, I'd go into the studio, and I would, uh, when the Cowboys were playing the the Packers, I would make sure I wore my Packers tie on air. <laughs> And I told them, you know, and they would all, I'd get a lot of tweets and everything about it. But, but I would allow that if the, if the Cowboys won, they could come on air and cut my tie off. So that was kind of the, the given. The, yeah. So my mom, she was sending me a lot of ties. <clears throat> she's So I, I was just doing it, just trying to rub it in. But it's, yeah. it's easy pickings right now because all my buddies that I ride with and stuff like that, everyone except one is a Cowboys fan. So I just, I, I already got everything ready to go. I'm already firing stuff off by like the end of the first quarter. And, and it's always nice when the Packers are playing at the same time. So I can kind of keep track of it, but um, yeah, that's all going to turn. Everything else is going to turn. It's going to, you know, it kind of goes in a cycle. So they're going to get it figured out. And they're the guys I just saw where they kind of took them off a uh, primetime game or something. Like yeah. That. Yeah. 2020 is insane. The Cowboys got flexed from a national primetime game. Jerry like, Jones 
got kicked in the balls right there, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yep. He sure did. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he's booted enough guys in the balls. It's about time he's one back. Yeah. I, 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 I barely even felt it when they kicked him in the balls with that one. Yeah. Like, I don't we'll think some hate tweets now. Now, if it wasn't bad <laughs> enough before, we'll get some hate tweet now about Cowboys fans. Well, we don't have any, uh, we don't have any hate tweets. We do have this, you know, we're talking about expansion and maybe, you know, if they were to move Florida or something like that. And, um, yep. VI sports talk here says Quebec or Houston next, in my opinion, do you see one of those two cities or do you have a wild card city that you could see? getting? I don't, I don't think there's going to be another one. <clears throat> I think they're going to sit at 32 for a long time, but if you're going to pick <coughs> one of them, the, the only problem with Quebec, Quebec would sell their building out. It, it would sell out right now. They they would sell every ticket within a week in Quebec City, but it's the exchange rate, and so they want to pay. You want to pay six hundred million to the NHL for a franchise. That's going to be nine hundred million to them, and then you got to pay the players, and then you get the ticket sales, and you get the beer sales, and you're paying American money back, or you're exchanging it, your players' contracts. So, they you know that. I, I, I mean, it'd be better to talk to somebody from, you know, in a Canadian city, but when you got a payroll of 81 million U.S. and you got all them players making that money, you know, I, I don't know how they adjust that. I, I doubt it. It can't be 81 million uh, Canadian because that would be like 60. <clears throat> I, I don't know how any of that works. But to me, if it wasn't for the exchange rate, that – that city will have a $400 million building up in a year, easy. And yeah. they've been wanting it for years. And Patrick Waugh would be coaching the team. <clears throat> He's like the premier in, in Quebec City. So, um, but I just think that it would be Houston. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how it would go over there. You know? What about Austin? Have you been to Austin lately? Have I mean, seen, not lately. Have you seen downtown Austin lately? No, it's been like three or four years. You better, be strapped, you better be strapped when you go down there. Oh, really? Not a pretty sight. Oh. Like Skid Row. Well, damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take a sightseeing tour there one day. It doesn't sound like the type of sights I want to see. I, no, I like I, I don't like You know what? I, my life. I, I don't know. I, I just look at the, the, the markets that you go into uh, for, for us when we came here. There was no hockey team here, and we knew that we were never going to compete with the Cowboys, and we probably would never compete with the Mavs and the Rangers, but we got lucky, and when we came here, they weren't doing as good as they were expected to do, so we could kind of slot in there. Um, so, you know, Houston, you know, with the baseball team and the, the basketball team, um, the football team, um, I, you know, and again, it's the same kind of thing. And you fall off your bed there? No, I was just, I was just, uh, just rearranging, you know. Rearranging what? My legs. Oh no! I thought you want to rearrange the twins, were you, or anything like that? Yeah. Like, we're on, we're on air here. No, I mean, a lot of people might not have pointed it out, but that visual for everybody there watching. It. Hey, two stars, one cup. That's what, that's what the people tune in for, right? They never know what they're gonna get between, from the two of us. <laughs> Uh, let's uh let's talk about rivalry talk you know you're talking about uh the twins <laughs> so, vi sports talk says luds vancouver's never had a true rival are you excited to see that build with seattle and he says hashtag crack house so maybe that's going to be what they can call the new, they call it, uh, new stadium the new arena the crack house with the crackheads and 
they're going to release the Kraken. You know, uh, it is good to have the have the rivalry thing going on anytime you can get it. Um, am I excited about it? I could care less. <laughs> I'm in Texas here, yeah. so um, and, and the the good thing is I don't know how much rivalry there's going to be because Vancouver's got a pretty good team right now, and um, they got a real good team right now. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see that rivalry how it, how and if because you have to be able to compete and be in games and kind of go back and forth uh, from wins and losses and things like that in order for that thing to develop. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, so but it's 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 going to be good for that line where you know fans are going to go back and forth and they're going to be watching both of those cities and their teams and things play. It'll be good for beer sales. Uh, you know, uh, concessions yeah. will go up and tickets and parking and all that kind of stuff when everything gets back to normal. So I think anything, anytime you're in close proximity to another team, um, it's only going to help. I, I can, <clears throat> it takes me back to when, when I was in Montreal and we were playing Quebec and, you know, it was, and we played in the playoffs too. And so it was a, <laughs> it's a war every night. And mm-hmm. it didn't matter if it was game one, game 50, game 82 or game one, or five in the playoffs. Um, and there was a war between the fans and there was, uh, it was just, and it's a, uh, it was very similar with us in Boston. And, you know, they brought, I mean, there were, there's a place in, in Montreal, it's called Chez Paris. And all your Canadian listeners know exactly what kind of establishment it is. And um, we would go there after practice and stuff like that. And we would eat and free lunches and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, buffet maybe. Get a couple table dances and things like that. <laughs> buses they did not in boston when they came in they did not go to their hotels and buses pulled up right out front about three o'clock in the afternoon and every one of them guys came walking into the shade so those are the kind of things that come with rivalries and close you know like i said when cities are close enough where they can travel um they can get back and forth they can take a little day trip or a weekend trip um it's great and you get i love it in buildings when you can see you got twenty five thousand. you got 18,000 or whatever it is of the home team jersey, and then you got the other visitors sprinkled in there. It's always nice to see. I love it. Well, we'll have to make a trip up there sometime. And, uh, you know, we yeah, until what was that thing? I can't, I don't speak uh, French. Yeah. Chez Paris. That place. Chez Paris. That's it's on Stanley Street. And I think the address is no, they, everybody pretty much, they, they know where it is. So I'm glad you're, you know, we're talking about rivalries and stuff here because I'm interested to know what you think next year with the Dallas Stars and these, you know, the the proposed divisions that we've, you know, we've seen over the last 12 hours or so. What you think could be like the new rivalry, I guess, for this season? Because if they play all divisional games, those are going to, I mean, they're going to get tired of playing each other really quick. Are you talking next year or this year? This year, this year, this year, yeah. Well, they're going to play each other eight, nine times. I mean, well, we used to do that. I mean, you go back uh, a few years ago, teams were playing each other fourteen times mm-hmm. in that period, a few more. Um, <laughs> but that's how it starts. Yeah. But you're going to have it with same. I think anytime you have to go through a certain team to get to where you want in the playoffs it becomes a rivalry in the regular season. Yeah. If both sides are saying, we're going to meet this team. We've got to beat this team, you know, typically in April or May in order to get to where we need to go. And so there's a, there's an urgency in those games. There's an urgency to play St. Louis. 
and Nashville and, you know, and teams I'm talking about that are typically in your division. So right. you look at and Vegas is going to pop back in here again. I mean, I think that's going to be the, I think that's going to be one hell of a rivalry next season. Well, the I, Vegas, I, I the Vegas. Too. <clears throat> See, yeah, it's very similar. We, we could never beat Detroit. Detroit could never beat Colorado and we could always beat Colorado. And so the year that Colorado knocked off Detroit, and then we go in there and Belfort does what he does in game six and seven, we knock off Colorado to go to the finals. So, you know, there, there's, but don't count St. Louis out. Um, I think St. Louis is still um, going to be hanging around. They still have a good team. They still have, you know, the Pareko and, you know, they got Krug now from Boston. And they're getting Tarasenko back. Well, that's what, what, but see, <laughs> that's what I was talking about before. Tarasenko had his third shoulder surgery. So mm-hmm. what's he going to be like when he comes back? And I think right now they're saying, <clears throat> you know, let's do it right. Let's make sure the time frame is rehab is bigger than what it has been because he's not getting any younger and we need that guy. So, um, you know, but they've got, they've got a good team there. Um, I think they've got a good organization there. They got a very good organization there run by former, you know, uh, Dallas star assistant general manager, Doug Armstrong, uh, whose dad passed away hurt, um, uh, just a few days ago. Um, so sorry to Doug about his father. Um, but, you know, there, when you look at those teams, Colorado, Vegas, St. Louis, they've got to go through each other to get to where they want to go. So I think every game that they play against each other in this shortened version is going to be like a playoff game because mm-hmm. those points end up being so huge against each other because you're, you're literally trying to, you know, knock one off and, you know, jump ahead of them. Although, <clears throat> how's it going to work? I mean, home ice is so important to me in the playoffs. So, you know, you go back to the bubble deal, there was no home ice, you know, right. played on the same sheet. So you lose that advantage, which may be good for one team than it is, uh, you know, but I, I believe that a Vegas, Dallas, because I look at our fans here, Vegas has an unbelievable fan base. Um, so those kind of fan bases are valuable to a team in playoffs and they want to play in front of them. Um, so that kind of goes out the window, but when are they going to enter the so-called bubble this year? Are they yeah. going to let them play the first and second rounds in their buildings? And then maybe the four, you know, the four teams go into bubbles in the uh, semifinals. I don't know. The one thing though, for sure with this stuff, Canada is going to finally have a Canadian team in the conference finals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, haven't had one of them for a long, long time. Yeah. The ones that started the virus. Maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't China. Maybe we're back to get, get a team closer to a Stanley cup. We're back to conspiracy theorists. Love love it. Yeah. I think you're right, dude. I honestly think that you're right. I think they were just trying to get over that hump finally. Yeah. And so they thought, Hey, let's, release this virus real quick so that, you know, a Canadian might have Fox and CNN calling us and do, do a show on there too. I think so. And we'll get our tinfoil hats out and we'll put them on and we'll stir the pot. (laughs) Oh yeah, we definitely will. Um, There's aliens up there. They're just not going to, they're not ready for us yet though. So they're coming. They're not ready. They're not ready to to meet them yet. So they're coming here in a few years. Are you ready? Are you ready for aliens? You should see my house on about 10 PM. They're all over in here. You got aliens in there? Oh yeah, they might as well be. 
blowing my phone up. It's 77 degrees today. They're ready to. I got to go meet them at tight ends. We're going for a bike ride. Ooh, now yeah. I'm jealous. That should be another sponsor of ours. Well, we're working on it. Right, all right. We can do shows from there. Well, let's do it. I'm definitely. We'll be getting people tuning in for that one. Can you yeah. Girls walking by behind us. It's, yeah. It's better than this walking behind us. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, let's, uh, I know that you've got a lot of people with the Titans, you know, sports bar and grill. So it's definitely talk with them and get that set up ASAP for the audience. You know, it's really for them is who we're really looking out oh, for. Yeah, we're, we're, well, this is all for them. Yeah. Everything we do is. Yeah. We're just, bo- yeah. hey, we were up to like 12 or 13 people earlier. It's been fluctuating again. Our last our last video got like 400 views, which is pretty good. Um, Jesus, how much time did your mom have to spend on that? <laughs> yeah, I just had all my family members tune in. Well, I mean, every time she watches, it only counts as one, right? Yeah, yeah. She spent a lot of time between the last one and now to get us up to 400. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Now, a second, you know, before we get out of here, a second ago, you were talking about, um, you know, you guys couldn't beat Detroit, Detroit couldn't beat Colorado, and that sort of thing. And anytime I hear like Colorado from, you know, from those days from the late '90s, I always think about Adam Foot because I couldn't stand that guy. I don't know if you've got a relationship with him, but I just wonder if, out of all those teams you were playing with, did you have a certain guy that like you hated playing against, or you just really? Like, that you guys, like, actually had, like, a feud or, like, you know, when it was on the ice, you knew that you'd have to watch out for him. Well, anytime you played against Joey Kosher in Detroit or Probert in Detroit or, you know, guys like that, uh, I didn't like Maltby um, in Detroit. Um, Colorado, you know what? I think as a team you do. As a team, they're all that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, it was always the guys that scored against me when I was on the ice. You know, and so it was, you know, Forsberg. I, I look at in, in Colorado, Forsberg, you know, and again, he he could give it as much as he could take it. Um, he was a guy, I think, that thrived off of it, to be honest with you. I think you sometimes you have to look at some of those players and, you know, you, you come out of those kind of games with with a certain player or a couple players and, and you're looking, holy shit, did those guys play well? And then they do it again. And you may have to go, you know, you're just waking them up you know, just let him sleep. And, and that's what they, you know, they get off on that kind of stuff. And they, yeah. there, there are players that really, like, look at Jamie Benn. That's who I was just about to bring up. Well, you know, and, and I had said this to Jamie and I've said it to other people. I said, <clears throat> when Jamie plays the way that he needs to play to, to be effective for his team, his, his, his teammates will do one of these things on the bench in the first five minutes ago, our captain's here tonight. We got on the, on the other bench, they're going shit. Their captain's here tonight, and and when when Jamie will go a period and a half through a game, and you don't see that from him, which is always hard to bring it at night after night after night. I mean, let's give him. Right. But when that doesn't happen after the first period or a period and a half, and then some young kid goes out and runs Jamie Ben, you grab him and you sit him down on the bench and you say, "Don't wake him up. Just let him sleepwalk through the game tonight." And, mm-hmm. and so, uh, you know, the good players that Jamie is, and, and to me, it, as much as we, we said this last time, we talked about Hudobin and we talked about Pavelski and Perry, uh, uh, Haskinen, but Jamie Ben may not have scored, you know, 30 points in the playoffs, but to me, he was so inter- instrumental in, in how that team played. Um, again, he took out 
Calgary's leader. He took out, you know, Colorado. He took out Vegas. Um, you know, right off the opening shift, he's lined up against the big guy. Yeah. And and so um, Jamie sent a message that they were there as a team. His team knew it. It reminds me of Hatch, you know, and, and Hatch was not a big rah-rah guy. But I can guarantee you that on the other bench, there were players telling some of the guys that, you know, like to get out and stir the pot a little bit, like, just leave him. Leave him alone. We don't want him to wake up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, it's, it's not easy to do that night after night. So, um, you know, but, but again, rivalries are always about the playoffs. I mean, it really is. I, as much as I say that, you, you know, you're going to, you're going to, it's going to start in the regular season. There's just so, so much more on the line uh, in the playoffs, unless it's, unless it's game, you know, 65 of, of 82. And, you know, your guys are a couple points apart for that last playoff spot. And you got to play them two or three times in the last month and a half, mm-hmm. you know, it starts there too. You know, the, the, the importance of the games are, I think, are what really creates the rivalries because, you know, you may have three, four, five guys dialed in, but when you get to those big games and then big moments and typically on both sides, there's 15 guys that know the importance of that particular game. Do you think there's any chance that we keep these divisions as they're currently constructed? Because it seems kind of weird to, like, change all this and then change it back. No, <clears throat> they'll never keep this. I, they're, they're no way. I just go back to Dallas. Dallas is going back into the Pacific division. Right. You know, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. This is all being done because of borders, quarantines. Uh, try to do the best job that they can without getting positive testing. Um, yeah. You know, play the two teams in a city for like a college weekend or you know three games and four nights or two and three nights, whatever it is. It's all about being able to get this fifty some games in and get to the playoffs. Um, but I, I, I don't believe there'd be any appetite. Just like the, the play-in games that we talk about, um, I don't think there's any appetite when everything gets back to normal. There's going to be 16 teams in the playoffs. Um, you know, I mean, there's 32 teams in a league. There's going to be 32, right? Yeah. So, what is 16 and 16 is 32, right? Yeah, math. So, yeah, I didn't know there was going to be any, but I'm having to do it on my own right now. But, <laughs> but don't, don't you – half the teams make the playoffs. Like yeah. put an importance on the regular season. You're going to play 82 games and you want to let in 20 teams in the playoffs. I, I, I'm not, I, I don't like it, but I understand cities wanting to do it. Clubs wanting to do it because it's more revenue. Uh, you know, and again, it's about money at the end of the day, <clears throat> I get the argument. Um, but for me, I, I think 50% of the teams make the playoffs and, um, I, I think that's enough. But again, I'm sure there's a lot of other people that are saying, listen, the more the merrier. Um, yeah. I, I just think that you play four rounds and and you want to win a Stanley Cup, it it's a hard four rounds. You know what I mean? Like you're playing the same team every other night for 14 days. And you, you talk about going to war. No. Uh, maybe not as much now as it used to be, but even still, um, it's, it's, it's another level or two from what they do in the regular season. So um, that's my opinion. I mean, doesn't mean anything. I know that. Well, and, and, you know, have you considered that it could be the aliens that are causing all this, you know, the NHL, maybe Gary Bettman just listening to what the aliens are telling him to do, or maybe Gary is an alien. I I was going to, I'll leave that one alone. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Well, he's kind of a little guy, you know, 
<laughs> I don't. I think you're allowed to say whatever you want about Gary Bettman yeah, on here. But well, well, we'll get canceled anyways. I'm I'm surprised we made it to the show too. Honestly, I am too. I'm. Yeah. I'm uh, I mean, I think we're gonna make it to the next episodes as well. I feel pretty good about it. I don't feel that good about it, especially when I can't hear half the questions that you're asking me because your mic sucks and you're sitting in your bed. <laughs> and I'll bet okay. you take the bed. I don't. We don't want to see, but I'm. I can't believe. I'm, that's why I'm looking over here. I don't want to even look at you in your knowing visually in your in your bed. And then you're leaning back, and I can't tell if you're scratching your nuts or if you're. <laughs> you're doing so i'm just trying to get it out well for for the next episode i'll be in a studio the studios wasn't available today and uh, i don't want to do something in my living room and have a dog walk out or something you know unplanned happen i can't take those types of risks so okay <laughs> I, I appreciate you um putting up with this for you know today and uh you know for the next episodes i promise you know i'll be back in a studio and you won't have to worry about you know any of that type of stuff if i'm scratching my nuts or anything like that all right i appreciate that i, I can tell you do well uh luds appreciate it man it's good as always to talk hockey with you remember if you're joining us on the live stream we live stream every single episode that we uh record and then we post the episodes following um, you know, the conclusion of this live stream. So you'll have a couple of podcast episodes coming out over the next few days. Um, thanks to everybody with the Hockey Podcast Network for supporting us. If you're enjoying what you're you're hearing and, you know, if you're enjoying me in my bedroom broadcasting to the world, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, please subscribe, rate us five stars, you know, tell a friend who's a Stars fan or maybe you want to become a Stars fan to check out the Two Stars, One Cup podcast. So we appreciate everybody's support. We appreciate Luds putting up with me and all my bullshit. And uh, I appreciate Luds always talking hockey with me. All right. Got to go for a ride. See you, Ship. All right. Hey, let me know. How, hey, call me. I'll, go, I'll meet you at tight ends. I got to give all you right. this microphone. I got to give you this microphone anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe this microphone will fix my issues on your end. We'll see. All right. But uh, until next time, everybody, thanks for checking out the Two Stars, One Cup podcast. Uh, Let's. I'll talk to you next week. All right, you got. It. See you, Shim.